Hey, this is the national treasure, Nick Aldis, and I am recommending that you go to savewithconrad.com for all your home buying needs. Not only would I recommend Save With Conrad to friends and coworkers, I have many times already. If I know that they're house hunting, my first recommendation to them always is get in touch with Conrad. His team are the real deal and they will they will be straight up with you and, and do everything they can to, to get you in the house. NMLS number 65084 Equal Housing Lender. Woo! At savewithconrad.com. Right now, Fight Plus, the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment, is offering a free seven-day trial at tryfight.com. Yes, you can access Fight Plus's incredible library full of combat sports, wrestling, and other premium content absolutely free for seven days by going to tryfight.com and the best part you can find them on all major streaming platforms available today so don't waste another second go to tryfight.com that's t-r-y-f-i-t-e.com right now and find out why they are the undisputed champ of live sports and entertainment symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing one of my favorite opponents of all time and watching some of my favorite matches of all time. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Hey, Kurt, I'm doing great. I'm really excited about this because not only are we discussing one of your favorite opponents and the matches, he's here. Our he first guest, guest on the show. Our first guest of the year, Ken Anderson. Ken, welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, I just want to say uh, thanks for coming on the show. What's going on with you? Anything new? Uh, I'm just running my wrestling school up in the Twin Cities, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and uh, yeah, just teaching people how to fall down, <laughs> bump properly, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, man, listen, it's uh, it's great to have you on. And Kurt and I were talking about it. First of all, you're our first guest this year. We've had a lot of guests on in uh, you know, 2021, 22. You're the first guest of 2023. So welcome. Thank you for popping our 2023 cherry. Uh, yes. And, uh, but man, yeah, we're excited about it. And we thought, uh, you know, we had talked about some matches that you guys had in TNA in 2010. And one of them was, uh, the battle, the ladder match for the key to the cage. And then right after that was the cage match. And so, man, we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to watch those matches. Uh, I'll mute and unmute as we go through those matches, but we're going to talk about them, watch them together, and then just kind of go through some questions with you today and watch that lockdown cage match for maple does that sound good that sounds great to me that's honestly when i when people ask me what my favorite match that i've been a part of uh it's that match with kurt so 
All right. Talk about the ladder or cage match? The cage match. I, I I don't remember anything about the ladder match, which is I don't know if you've got you've got a really good memory, don't you? Like oh oh I I I took a really bad spill. I do remember. <laughs> we'll be talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I took a really bad bump. Oh no. Yeah. Was it my fault? Probably. No, no, oh. it was my fault actually. Oh damn. I was hoping it was I was hoping it was Ken's fault. That way we'd have some fun on the show. But if you guys are ready, let's dig it. Because the first match will be from April 5th, right? Okay, so that was on impact. And then we'll transition to the April 18th uh, show in St. Charles, Missouri. So, uh, guys, let's dig in. And uh, you know we're going to make sure we pause it for those classic Mr. Anderson intros. So uh, let's check it out. That's all I got. This is a letter match where the winner will have to retrieve the key. That will open the lock in the cage and lockdown. Introducing your first participant from Green Bay, Wisconsin, Mr. Henderson. Every match at lockdown in St. Louis contested in the steel cage. But when Mr. Anderson faces Kurt Angle, the only way you can win is by escaping the cage via the door and at stake tonight in the ladder match. The key that opens the cage door, it gives the winner a huge advantage. His opponent is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He is professional wrestling's only Olympic gold medalist. He is... When it comes to grudges, the rivalry between Kurt Angle and Mr. Anderson, both personal and public, Anderson incited the situation. He attacked Kurt's character, his personal life, but then he compounded it with his anti-U.S. military remarks that were especially centered on Angle's warrior medal. Oh, Anderson knows he's smart. He knows how to pull the heartstrings of an opponent, get him emotional. That's the, a good way to beat Kurt Angle. All right, there we go. So I wanted to give have uh, Mike Tenay give us a background of what was all going on here. Uh, talk about it though, Ken. Do you remember kind of the storyline and and this whole this whole story between you and Kurt and and and, and I, the match build up? Yeah, I definitely do. And um, it was it was hard for me to say the stuff that I did about the military and especially with the, I believe it was a gold star mom that had given you that medal, right? Like, um, I remember. Cause I'm a veteran myself and um, oh, no, you, told the, me, you told me how difficult it was. <laughs> yeah. One of, and you know, like one of my, one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done in the business is the tribute to the troops that we did in WWE. Um, I remember my grandfather watching, like they were my biggest fans, my grandma, grandpa. And uh, my grandpa called me one day and he's, he was upset and he was like, you know, I, uh, I invited a bunch of our friends over all world war two vets, Korean vets to, uh, watch my grandson wrestle. And I, I will, I'll be, if I didn't see my grandson spitting on a metal and, sh- and shitting on the military. And I was like, I tried explaining it to him. Grandpa, like we tell stories of good versus evil. You know, I, I love the military. I respect the military. I'm just playing the character. And like, he 
he nodded his head like he like he sort of got it, but I don't think he I don't think he really got it. So that was tough for me. That is tough, especially someone that doesn't understand the business. <laughs> yeah, it would be so hard. It would be like my grandparents. I love them to death, but they would always, whenever I would talk to them, my grandma would say, "So, how's that wrestling going?" And I would be like, "It's good. It's really good." Well, are they ever going to let you win? Are they? You know. And I would be, <laughs> You know, we're telling stories of good versus evil. That's if they, in my opinion, for the most part, if they say yay when they're supposed to say yay and boo when they're supposed to boo, it's a good day at the office. There you go. You're, you're doing the, you're doing right. Yeah. You're doing the yeah, right thing. Yeah. I, I got a question for, for both of you guys, as we're watching this, the ladder's in and you're doing thing. How excited I'll start with you, Ken, and then I'll go over to you, Kurt. Are you to work with Kurt angle though? Have this opportunity. Uh, Kurt is on my Mount Rushmore. Like, so I, I was really sort of bummed out when, when he left. Cause, um, he, I think Kurt was at WWE when I first got there, he was on raw with, uh, Davari was managing it. And then Kurt left and I was kind of bummed out. Um, and I was super excited when they, when they told me at TNA that I would be paired up with them. And I just remember, Kurt, you being so giving and so like open to suggestion and being really creative. Um, I really loved it. Well, you know what? I, when the Ken came into the business in WWE, I was there and I, I wasn't happy at that point in time. I was getting ready to exit the company, but watching Ken, his first two matches, I believe were against Booker T and Rey Mysterio. Am I right, Ken? Um, it was like my first, so I, I debuted on Velocity against Funaki, and then I debuted on SmackDown versus Funaki, but Ray and uh, Booker were very, very close to the beginning, so yeah. I knew the company was pushing the shit out of Ken. Like, mm -hmm. You knew because the two top guys in the company yeah. did jobs for him, and I, I was really yep. excited about working with him, and unfortunately, I, I didn't get to because I left the company almost like a week or two after he beat Booker T and Ray. So I, I never got yeah. to finish and I never thought I would. And then three years later, he comes to TNA and I was like, holy crap, it's a great opportunity to work with him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 100%. And, uh, I was so happy to, like I said, I was so happy when they, when they paired us up and I believe it was Vince Russo, right? At the time Vince was in charge. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, he was. He was in charge of creative. Yeah. Was that the bump? Was that the spill you took? <laughs> yeah. The... My God, Kurt. Is there is there any way we can rewind that a little bit? Yeah, I can. I can definitely do that. So for those of you, oh, they're actually going to show the replay, but that's okay. Oh, we okay. Okay. There we go. That's yep. okay. So Kurt's going to take for those just listening only, which this is a great time to highly recommend the YouTube channel, uh, because on Impact we have a relationship with them. We can unfilter all their content. Here goes, Kurt. Holy oh. shit, bro. Your ankle gets caught in the top uh, rope and you go down yeah. hard. I think I got knocked out. Oh, cause I don't remember anything. I remember coming to, and I was back on track, but I, I got, I, I mean, the ref is sitting there. You look, you look out, you you're out. Oh man. Jesus. That was an ugly bump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was my fault, Ken. I, I misjudged it, and uh, I came down hard, really hard. I was watching the like the way that you were climbing that ladder, and I'm I'm sorry. I wish I would have come in sooner. I hate it in ladder matches when guys have to do the 
slow crawl. Oh, you know? I know. oh yeah. So like, you know like, I you feel bad for you you're doing it right here because I'm out. I'm, I'm very <laughs> coherent. And you're like, holy shit, come get me. <laughs> so, so uh, you mentioned, Kurt, you mentioned you're excited, uh, obviously, to face Ken. You didn't get to in WWE. How excited, though, Ken, were you to join TNA? You, you exit WWE. I guess who is it, Dixie? Who who is it calls you and says, "Hey, we'd love to bring you in." Um, I think it was Terry Taylor okay. initially, and uh, I I'll tell you at the, at that point in my career in my life, I had a big chip on my shoulder from you know my departure with WWE didn't go at you know at the time I felt like uh, I pointed fingers at everybody else. You know, it was everybody else's fault. <laughs> And that chip stayed with me for a long time. So even during this period of time, like I don't believe that I was fully invested in wrestling as much as I loved working with Kurt and, and so many other people at TNA. I just, uh, I had a bad attitude. I really did. You didn't mm. show it, Ken. Uh, not, not to me by any means, but um, I understand uh, you, your departure in WLB wasn't a very satisfying one. I guess you're right about the way it ended up and how it happened. Uh, same with me, Ken. I had the same, I was in the same boat. I don't know if it was the same reason as you, but yeah, I was, I was pretty uh, bitter. <laughs> you know, I said a yep. lot of bad stuff about WWE that I shouldn't have said. And uh, yeah. I was pretty bitter, but you know, looking back, it was nobody's fault, but my own. I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I put myself One. in that situation is what I'm saying. One hundred percent. I I feel the same thing. For for years, I would say that. I would say those words, but like deep in my head, I don't think I believe them. And I don't know. It was just in the last couple of years, I, I was sitting thinking about it, and I was like, I put myself in that position. Like if I would have just kept my nose clean and busted my ass and shut the freak up, <laughs> I would have been. Uh, yeah. I would have. I wouldn't have been in a position where all those things could happen. Those dominoes could fall. So yeah, my fault. 100%. I know exactly how you feel, Ken. And, and I also said things that like, you know, almost unforgivable things, I guess. <laughs> right. I did too, man. I was in the same <laughs> You live and you learn, and here you go, though. You're getting a nice chance with TNA, and Terry Taylor calls, brings you in, and, oh, by the way, we're going to put you in a program with your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. So, it I happened mean, almost immediately. I, yeah. I, I believe Ken came in, and maybe a month or two later, we were, we were in a program. And, and Yeah, it was. So, I mean, Ken was, you know, near the top in WWE, so there was no reason to start him over again and make him go up through the ranks. He was ready. He was ready and primed to be in the main event in TNA when he came. I was just really happy that they, they went with it. You know, um, when I came into the company, I didn't have a good, my contract was nowhere near what I was making at WWE. Um, and I had to prove myself at TNA for that first year. And, you know, working with you, I, I have you to thank for the next few years because, you know, you were able to sort of like, elevate me in their eyes well i think you did it for yourself ken i, I really mm. do you 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 know i don't think you have any idea how good of a worker you are you you understand the business you have a great mind for it uh you, you're great in the ring you're incredible on the mic you have a great look 
I mean, you have every every asset you need to be a successful wrestler. Thank you, man. You don't know how much that means coming from you. So, hey, can man, you tell that to my students, please? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a video for you, Ken. There you go. Hey, cameo. It's only one hundred and fifty bucks, but he'll do it Sweet. for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did I get man. the brother discount? <laughs> <laughs> Ten dollars uh, off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Promo there you go. code angle. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, he's got it. He's got it. This match is about to wrap up already. That one went quick, didn't it? Yeah, this was just a, a feeder match for the cage match. This was just to show the fans, you know, a little bit of what's going to happen at the cage match. And listen, this is just kind of a TNA thing, isn't it? Because I had never really heard of, hey, let's do a ladder match, build to a cage match, the winner gets access to a key. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was at an advantage. But I, the cage key, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, help, help me with this, guys. Who, who was this a Vince Russo idea? Do you guys remember? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Well, no, no, no. Let, let me explain about the match. And I, okay. I want you to understand this because I was pissed off. Uh -oh. I don't know if Kim remembers this. Okay. It's a cage match. Okay. We're in a cage. And we're, we're about ready to transition cage. into it here. Yeah. Cage is a weapon. Okay. The reason why he has the cage key is because the only way you could win is entering, leaving the door. Okay. You couldn't climb over the cage to leave. You couldn't get a mm. pinfall. You couldn't get a submission. So they painted us in a corner. Okay, oh. this match should have been a failure. It should have been the worst match in the world. It ended up being one of my greatest matches. And, and it's because of the way we planned it out. See, when you have a cage and you can climb up and leave the cage, that's when you do spots up at the top of the cage to make it more exciting. Yes. Because everybody's trying to leave. Now, what do you do when you can only leave a door? So There's no reason to go up. There's no reason to climb a cage anymore. So you can't use the cage as a weapon. So he, they, they painted us in a corner, so we only had one way to win. And it was the exit of the door, and I thought the match was going to be shit. And it ended up being a five-star match. It really was. I was I was really proud of both Ken and I structuring the match the way we did and, the, and how successful we made the match because we were set up to fail. We really were. I, I It was Vince Russo's idea. Vince has a lot of great ideas, but this one was, was, was not one of them. It was not. It was, <laughs> it was stupid. You yeah. know, because now he's, they're taking the cage away from us. All you can yeah. do is leave the cage. We, uh, what are we going to do? Beat each other up and try to exit the door, and that's the only thing we're going to do. That's gonna the only it, yeah. It would have been boring as shit, but somehow Ken and I structured it, so it was really, really good. And it was mostly you, I will I will admit. Yeah, like, you helped Kurt. too, Ken. Yeah, but, after, man. yeah. And then it took both of us to go in there and execute it. But, like, working with you, Kurt, I had never worked the way – um, I, I believe it was like three weeks before the match. You, you already had like a basic outline in your head and you, we started going over it and, and I'd never worked that way before other than like a WrestleMania match, right? you know, where you have, you know, usually we do it on the day. And, sure, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're going to, it was, yeah, we're going to unpause this real quick. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I got to hear this. Here we go. Come on. <laughs> Gentlemen, I have the key, my precious, 
You know what I love about you already is you're just like Kurt. You guys crack yourselves up when you're watching <laughs> your shit. <laughs> but uh, I got to ask, who helped you develop that whole thing? That's why it's like he's doing something else. I know. It's like, know. oh my God, like I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> who helped you come up with that? <laughs> exactly. Like, how the fuck did I? What am I doing? How goofy am I? <laughs> Such an idiot. Uh, the kissing of the mic. It was great. Who helped you really though? Cause it started with Kennedy, obviously then the Anderson. Where did you come up with all that? Um, I, so I used to announce basketball games when I was in high school and I started doing the last name twice thing for our, for kids that went to our school. And, uh, I used to have like parents coming up to me after the games from the other team and, and other team and saying like, Hey, that's really funny. I really appreciate your, your announcing. And then, you know, I leave high school, graduate high school and, you know, never, I, I was in the business for six years before I got my break. And, uh, I just happened to be at OVW. Paul Heyman came in and within like the first week or two, he told me to go out and cut the ring announcer off and do my own introduction. And, and I just happened to hit the last name twice thing. I kind of remembered back to my high school days and I hit it. And I remember that night I had a, a 30 minute match with Brent Albright on OVW TV. OV, OVW TV was one hour long. And, uh, I came back through the curtain and everybody was like, man, when you said your last name twice, that was awesome. Nothing about the match. Just, <laughs> and it, that's when you know that you've got something that that is going to work when the boys pop for it. It's usually uh, something that, that's going to work for the fans. Don't you think it's ironic that you were doing this in high school and Paul Heyman tells you, hey, do it here? Uh, he I, I just like I, it, it really dawned on me just a couple weeks ago, man. Like I was like, how did that? How did that happen? I never would have, if you could go back and talk to a 17 year old me or 16 year old me that was doing that, like I would never in a million years have thought this was going to be my ticket to the stage. Cause really like I didn't change anything about my wrestling. I said my last name twice and five weeks later I was on TV. And what's funny, cool. I should say to me is here we go. Paul Heyman's fingerprints on are on yet another superstar or you know oh, yeah. something that works it's so cool uh kurt i don't know where I, you are where if we're you're with me on the notes or not i'm just going to keep going with questions if that's cool with you go ahead paul all right all right so I, I, I thought so I but i just wanted to make sure i'm just going to go then i but, feel like right there i got busted open oh because i was like too close to the i think i was too close to the cage cage that oh, yeah. He was there or it was some somewhere else. Maybe not there, but which I, I personally, like, 
I like to bleed a little bit sometimes. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. You get sort reality? of fight or flight. It just yeah. makes it feel more realistic. Yes, uh, I'm with it, you, man. Especially in a cage. Trauma into the match, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You, and you said it, Ken. Especially in a cage, right? I mean, yeah, you have to draw blood in the cage. <laughs> Yeah, it sort of drives me crazy when I see guys today having matches and they get slung into the cage and there's no no sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly a sell. Yeah. Nothing nothing to show for it. What did yeah. you think of uh, working with Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan in TNA? I loved it. Um, I, I think I have Eric to thank, Eric and Hulk to thank for getting me into TNA in the first place and sort of opening that door. After I got fired from WWE, I went on the Hogan tour of Australia and it was like a five day tour in Australia. And I just had a really good time and got to know those guys. And so I think they sort of made that bridge uh, to TNA. So that's cool. I, I really that's loved working with, with Eric. Australia, right? They saw you wrestle in Australia. Yep. Okay. So they like what they saw and they wanted you to come to TNA. I think so. I, and I remember too, I, I had uh, Umaga's last match, unfortunately. And uh, I remember that night it was because Eki was like, I want not lazy, you know, in the sense that like he, he just, a lot of times he wanted to go out there and take it easy. And um, ah, man, let's just go out there and call it and take it easy. And that night he pulled me aside and he was like, you know, cause we both had the chip on our shoulders at that point. And uh, he was like, look, they're going to be watching this. Let's go out there and fucking put on a show. I'm sorry. Can I swear on here? Oh, yeah. You're good. Okay. okay. And uh, and, we, and we did. Like, I had a great match with him. And that ended up, like I said, opening the door for TNA. Hey, I have a quick story about ECMO. Yeah. First met him, I thought his name was Elmo. <laughs> 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 he was like, are you serious? <laughs> Is your name Elmo? He goes, no, Ecmo. Oh, God, uh, Kurt. Here we go. Got speaking, of, there. speaking of color, Kurt is busted open, man. That can got me good. <laughs> we, I've this, talked to... Go ahead, Kurt. Talking about. When you have experience as a worker, he's showing the camera my blood. He's making it visible. So he's holding my head up. A lot of people don't do that. You have, this is a, a great example of what you need to do. When someone's drawing blood, you have to show everybody. And that's what and then I, <laughs> you know, his body. That's awesome. That, that, that and is also, such a visual. I almost grabbed you by the face. And I was, you know, in that moment, like, I don't want to wipe it off. So I switched my grip. And uh, and Pete, you see guys do that today. John Moxley, he's one that'll take the blood and, and almost like a badge of of honor to rub that other person's blood on the chest. So yeah, it's it brings the intensity to the match, the violence. I never saw you do a leg drop, Ken. <laughs> because you couldn't see, Kurt. You had blood in your eyes. Is that in your repertoire? Or did you just throw that in there? Yeah, I mean, it's something that I've kind of done here and there, but yeah, not really anything that I hit on a regular basis. Sometimes I'll watch matches and I'll be like, Oh, I forgot that I do that move or could do that. move." Ken, what did you uh, enjoy the most about your time in, in TNA? Man, the locker room. It really was, uh, yeah, 
It was a great locker room. Nobody was walking on eggshells. Nobody, it was just so chill. Everybody was cool. Everybody went on and busted their asses every night. No politics, nothing. Nothing. It was awesome. Hmm. The, I had the, the, TNA, Ken. I really did. I had the time of my life in TNA. I mean, I did a lot of bad shit over there, but, you know, as far as having fun and, and enjoying my work, TNA was yeah. my yeah. I really had a blast working there, too. It's less of a job, more fun. Yep. Sometimes the business can really, like, become where you, you almost get to the point where, and it's crazy to say this looking back, but you're just punching a clock. You know, like, oh, this is a job just like anything else. It, it shouldn't be that way. You know, no, this business that's, is awesome. You know, you, your ass needs to get out of it. That's, yeah. that's basically it. Yeah. Kurt, me and you, oh. we, we joke around quite a bit about, well, this is a top 10 match I had with this person, but in all seriousness, where do these matches rank as far as with you and you, with you and Ken? Well, this is definitely my favorite cage match of all time. This I've, I've had probably 10 or 12, but uh, this cage match is my favorite. Uh, I, I've been more proud of this match, probably because of uh, the limitations they gave us and what we were able to accomplish in it. Uh, so uh, as far as wrestling match, I don't, I, don't, I don't put gimmick matches and wrestling matches together. I separate those. Now, if I had to put them together, this would definitely be in my top 10. But I try to separate, you know, gimmick matches and regular matches because I I love having regular wrestling matches. I'm a technician. That's what I love yeah. to do. Don't get me wrong. I'll do the other. But my favorite is to wrestle. Kurt, I don't know if you remember this or not, but we we were supposed to have like 23 minutes. And on the day, you came up to me and said, they cut, they cut us by 10 minutes. They're cutting 10 minutes off the match. And you go... We're going the full time. <laughs> he said, Kurt said, don't worry. I'll take the heat for it. And I remember at some point in the match, Slick was our rep there. And he was like, guys, you need to go home. And I, I think Kurt said, fuck you. <laughs> Tell him they can fuck off. Oh, and man. Slick just turns and looks at the backstage area like. <laughs> I the only thing, and, and I, I came back our time. How are you going to have a cage match in 13 minutes? Like, what yeah. kind of story are you going to tell? I mean, you have, it at least has to be 20. <laughs> and I never got an ounce of heat either. Um, I came back to the curtain, and you know, Kurt just said it was me. I made the call, and nobody fucked with me. Nobody said anything, and I don't think anybody really messed with you either. The only thing I felt bad about was. I think AJ was working Ric Flair after, and they cut their time down a little bit. And I remember AJ being, like, really bummed out. He, he was pissed at me. He didn't talk to me for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I don't blame him. I mean, I, I did yeah. steal time from him, but we needed that time. We really did. There was no reason to get the cut 10 minutes out of a freaking cage match. That's, a, that's nearly impossible. Here's another thing, too. Here's another story. Oh, this is good. Uh, <laughs> Kurt wanted to do the moonsault off the top of the cage. And he, in the beginning, without even running it by, 
just said, I'm going to do the moonsault off the top and we're not going to tell him about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, they didn't want me to do it, Ken, because they didn't want me to get hurt. And yeah. uh, but I was going to take time off after this match. So I was like, fuck it. Um, if I get hurt, I get hurt. I'll heal up in, <laughs> in six months. <laughs> so I was going to throw everything into this match because I was taking a break afterward. Good back and forth here, man. Man, you guys are I really love good at like this. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I, I think that was a miscue on my I part. I was going to say, holy shit, he clubbed you. <laughs> that was a miscue. I was a little knocked loopy there. If you just saw the way that I ran the ropes, I was like really high. I, I remember I was kind of knocked silly for a minute. Oh, I, I hit you hard, man. <laughs> but it was, wasn't your fault. It was just like, like yeah, yeah, that wasn't a clean bump either, man. That means you didn't expect it. Yeah. We want to pause this episode of the Kurt Angle Show to tell you about Kurt and I's new favorite app, and it's game time. It's the place to go for tickets to all things sports, comedy shows, concerts, wrestling, you name it, game time has it, especially those last second tickets when you're on the fence but just not sure. And I'm telling you, if you can find tickets cheaper on another site, game time's going to credit you 110% back. They even have event cancellation protection. So if your favorite performer decides to cancel, they have protection for you in that event. They also have a 24-hour return guarantee. I'm telling you, I've had some terrible experiences with all the other ticket apps out there, not with game time. They even provide job loss assurance. No one else has that. If you prove proof of job loss, they're going to refund your tickets. I don't know that it gets any more fan-friendly than that. So snag the tickets now without the stress with game time. You can download the game time app, create an account, and use code ANGLE for $20 off your first purchase. That's right. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code ANGLE for $20 off. Download it today. Last-minute tickets. Remember, lowest price, and it's guaranteed. So many great events. You can take advantage of it now. Whether you're a fan of the NFL, wrestling, music, it doesn't matter. As I said, game time has it all. You can see awesome pictures of the seats. Look at the sections, and they are so fan-friendly. There's no mistake about it. Game Time is the app for you. So check it out now. Create an account. Use code ANGLE and $20 off your first purchase. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Ken, did you, uh, did you think TNA would ever really challenge WWE for the top spot? Or did you think, Hey, this is, we have a good alternative company here. Like, what were your thoughts around all that? I, I always think there's a possibility, right? It's like somebody at some point is going to do it. I feel, but, um, I don't know. I wasn't sure. I was, I was certainly in the camp that let's give it our all and bust our asses. And I think that was what what was so cool about working there in the locker room because everybody had that mentality of like, let's fucking do this. Yeah. It was like a common goal. Yeah. 
and, and Ken was exactly right. That every, everybody wanted to, wanted the, the the show to succeed. Uh, now, me, I was more realistic. I thought we were special to begin with. I, I thought an alternative company uh, w- would be the right move. I just didn't didn't think we'd ever be able to beat WWE. And don't get me wrong, we got Hulk Hogan in and then Ric Flair, Mr. Anderson. All these guys were coming in. We were really making a run for it, but yeah. we just didn't have the money, okay? Uh, like Eric Bischoff went to all these house shows, and then we book all these events. We have to pay the arenas. And yeah, we were making the money back. So the money was going because we were trying to compete with WWE. We should have went at our own pace, at least for a few more years. What is your thought on that, Ken? Like, are there I, some things that you would have done differently? I feel like the difference was the marketing. You know, WWE is so good at marketing. It's a just a huge machine. And TNA was like, hey, guys, make sure you put this on your Twitter and your Facebook and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> Like that was the only, we would go into towns. I remember we would go into towns and go to the gym and people would be like, what, what are you, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. And ah, we got a show like five minutes down the road. Nobody had a clue. And that not happened pretty regularly. Yeah. Not a lot of advertisement. I that, remember one time. What's that? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Ken. I remember one time working at a baseball stadium in Baltimore and I think we drew, I'm not kidding here, 162 paid that night. And they were scattered too. And I think they set the they set the ring up on the pitcher's mound. So we were way, way far away from the stands. Far away. I remember that. And uh, yeah, and you had like Kurt, me, Jeff Hardy on the show. Like there was, Ric Flair was on the show. Oh, yeah. It was just, it was nuts. And I remember that night, Ring of Honor ran just down the road and packed out like an 800 to a thousand seat building. Nobody yeah. knew we were there. Something's nope. going, something's off there. Then that should, that makes no sense. Yeah. I remember in two- money on, on renting out arenas instead of marketing and, and doing less house shows and trying to market and have strong shows before you start multiplying them. Yeah. I always felt like, we should have run those smaller venues and get a thousand people and and you know the, the atmosphere is just so good in those yes. those buildings. way better than having a fifteen thousand seat arena with only a thousand people in it. Yeah. Yep. And, and you're I, not sure just, if they were like working like snacks or actually people attending the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How you many guys, of those were common? Yeah, right, exactly. You guys came to Reading, uh, Pennsylvania. That's that's where, where I live. And uh, in 2011, it's when you were the champ and you had Jeff Hardy's belt. And uh, you headlined the show that night. And I did the gimmick where Don West was selling. After the show, you can come into the ring and take your picture oh. with the champion. And really, I, really? When I was one of those guys that got in the ring with you and the Jeff Hardy title uh, and got my <laughs> picture with you. <laughs> oh, man. I remember doing those all the time at the end of shows. And one time, one of the security guys, Ronnie, came up to me, and he was like, hey, check this out. And it was like a little bullet, like a two-two-three round, and it had it was fashioned into like a, a blade. It had a knife in it, and he was like, I just pulled this off somebody that was trying to get in the ring to sign with you. Oh he said, God. I saw the guy with this little – I saw like a, something metal sticking out of his hand, and I said, hey, what's in your hand? And 
He said, nothing. And then he grabbed him and said, what's in your hand? And he opened it up and he was like, what were you going to do with this? And he's like, uh, uh, I was going to have him sign it. No way. Holy oh. shit, dude. I either came that close to dying or he was actually going to have me sign this little <laughs> thing. For a $20, $20 picture in the ring with the belt, you could have died. <laughs> this thing right here, I don't know how I didn't die. And I, oh, it, hey, it, I wanted to say something, Ken, real quick. Yeah. The reason why we're climbing now it's because I pretended I locked the door to trap Ken. I pretend to throw the key away in the crowd. I kept it. Yeah. But now Ken doesn't think he can leave the door. So he starts climbing a cage. That was the next level of our map. I got you. Since we weren't able to climb the cage because we had to leave the door. That was the only way to win. By doing this and throwing the key away, Ken just wanted to get out of the ring. So now we could start climbing the cage and using the cage. This was brilliant. Yeah. This was Ken and I. Our masterminds coming together, making this whole thing work, make it make sense out of it. Guys, listen, if you haven't watched this match, you need to watch it. Okay. Because I, I forgot how good this is. You guys are tearing it down. It's tremendous. It really yeah. is. I'm, I'm really proud of this match. Yeah, me too. Like I said, it's when people ask me, it's my favorite match that I've ever been a part of. And there are still things in it that I hate that I did. I've never watched a match of mine from beginning to end and said, Oh, that was perfect. You know, there's always something, but Look at the crowd, I'm, I'm pretty self-critical too, Ken. What, 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 are, what, what, like, is there one or two things you'd be like, man, I would have done this. Like you can think of right away in this match that you would have probably yeah, done. There's a, there's a part coming up where I give them the double bird. I'm on my knees and just the way that I did it, I, I, I would have sold it differently. Okay. I would have we would have still done it, but like I don't know. You'll Just see your mannerisms or your facials yeah. or something would have been different. Like I should have been like loopy and dizzy and still look, you know look at look at Kurt. Here he goes. Oh I got it. Right talking about. We're gonna we're gonna see it. So that's I actually you're, landed too. <gasps> it's crazy. You're insane, but and he didn't touch me. He didn't touch me. I landed on your head though. You look like you did. But, but it, it literally, it touched me like just like a feather. So ever. So he, he just kissed me gently on the forehead. <laughs> oh afterwards, man. Afterwards, I remember D'Lo coming up. He pulled me aside and he was like, did you know he was going to do that moonsault? And I said, nope. <laughs> Look, and he just go. looked at me and he squinted his eyes a little bit. Like, okay. Kurt, is that just one of those moves? You go up and you just don't stop. You just keep climbing and you just go right into it. Go. Uh, you know, I hate doing it. I hated doing it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I probably missed, uh, at least a thousand times and only hit it twice. <laughs> you know, it was always a missed move for me. You've actually hit I it. Have the key. He got the key. Uh oh, here comes the gates. Making Slick Johnson dish. told you 20 minutes ago to go home five in five minutes. And you're, I love this part right here. Like he's going to leave. <laughs> this is nah, right about. here. This one. <laughs> the double word. I love them blurring it out now. I love they blurred out like, oh, yeah. we don't know what that is now. <laughs> yeah. We didn't think you were doing hand puppets. Yeah, I think that was awesome. <laughs> oh. What a heel thing, huh? I'm a dumbass for coming back in the ring. <laughs> Yeah, right. Hey, I, I got to ask you, while we just saw the double bird, there's been a lot of talk, Ken, online or wherever, that the TNA tried to kind of make you into their version of Stone Cold. 
Did you get that feeling? I did. I was told that. Okay. Um, yeah. Not exactly those words, but too. yeah, he was going to be our stone cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I remember there, like one time there was a wedding, I believe. I think it was EY and ODB were getting married and they had us all show up in like tuxedos and Vince Russo got me to wear like a camouflage tuxedo. And it was, <laughs> it was so bad. It was the worst thing ever. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, the ankle lock. That was great how he caught me. Yeah, everything about this match was so well planned. Then, slick. Nope, nope. You can't tap. Nope. It can't win that way. How good is Slick? But we get it, which is great. Yeah, Slick. Slick's a good referee, and he's into it, it really too. Is. Yeah. Yeah, but one thing about Slick. He always wants to look good. He's got to look good. <laughs> Sometimes he looks, he looks better than the wrestlers. Yeah. That he is big for a referee. Yeah, he is. He's got yeah. a good build on him. Yeah. The cage door's broken, and here comes Mr. Anderson. And to continue the story with the warrior tag. Uh, <laughs> we use this quite a bit. This the whole match was revolved around this tag. This yeah, tag. this warrior necklace. And we, we were able to utilize it. This, <clears throat> this match was so good. Told an incredible story. I, I remember we had a lumberjack match, and it was all these like military guys that had no experience in the in the business. And every time you'd pitch me out, or yeah, I think you'd pitch me out to them, they beat the living shit out of me for real. real. You told me. <laughs> They were beating the hell out of Ken. He come in the ring. He's like, don't throw me out again. <laughs> this right here, Kurt, coming up. You, you, you stomped stomp my up. dick so hard. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the thing was, is like, I'm supposed to be knocked out. So I couldn't sell it. I had to like, just lay there still. <laughs> and right now his dick and balls are throbbing thanks to you yeah. oh Ken I'm so sorry about that no it, afterwards we got through the curtain and he's like oh, I'm really sorry I just felt it I felt it needed that at that moment and it was all good uh, I felt like I, I needed I, to kick I, you in the junk after that sometimes <laughs> wrestling hurts sometimes wrestling hurts oh man and there it is. One more time. The moonsault. It felt like a. Like a feather. Like a feather. There you go. Oh, hurt. All shredded and bloody. I mean, that, that, that just looks like it was an awesome wrestling match. If you didn't even see it. You know what? The best feeling in the world is when you get done and you know, you had a good one. It's like the rest of your night, you know, you, you just feel like uh, carefree and uh, just you love life. It's like, you know, a, a worker, a wrestler, when they have a great match like that, that's what life is all about <laughs> to them, to us. Yeah. You know, it's like heroin addicts say that they're always chasing that initial, that, that first high feeling that they had. I feel, and they call it chasing the dragon. And I feel like that's, that's wrestling. You know, it's like you're chasing after those kinds of moments. And it gets addictive, man. <laughs> it really does. It really is. It really is. Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here, and just want to call a quick timeout. I want to tell your listeners about what I've been telling everybody at over at 83 Weeks. 
quite a while now about all the cool things that are happening over at adfreeshows.com. An all-new edition of The Insiders is here as Conrad welcomes David Zaudi, the man behind so many iconic video packages WWF fans grew up on, including one that left Vince in tears. You got it. And Conrad, I swear, I walked outside the studio and Vince was sitting down on the concrete floor, crying hysterically, just saying thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I went up to the whole cabin. He says, good job. Can't wait to see it. 15 minutes later in the stairwell, Vince is still sitting down in a different spot now, crying, saying thank you. Thank you. Jim Johnston created the soundtrack for generations of WWE fans with some of the most iconic themes in history. Jim sits down with Conrad to take us behind some of those classic themes, including The Ultimate Warrior. And then I recorded that. And then just over that, you're just doing... You know, it's so simple, but that's what felt like him. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. So, uh, Ken, real quick, and Kurt, I'll check with you. I, I have a few final questions to ask. Do you want me to roll with them, or are you, uh, you, 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 you lost still with the notes? <laughs> Do you want me to roll with the last few questions? Yeah, go ahead. All nice. right, all right. We'll, uh, we'll wrap up here. You can in a few minutes. I have a few questions. Are you surprised that the WWE still hasn't invited you back? And if they have, what was the offer? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not surprised. Um, like we talked about earlier, like I said some really shitty things on the way out the door and, uh, I, I completely get it. Um, I, I would like to eventually, you know, be able to, to go back there and finish it out. But I completely understand if that doesn't happen. Like I, I did it to myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I was asked a few years ago and it wasn't my, it wasn't official, but I was asked, um, by Davari, Hey, your name came up for a Royal rumble. Would, would you be interested? And I wasn't, I was just in a, I was out of completely out of shape and, um, I, I turned it down. But I mean, it wasn't like an official ask, anyways. Right. I just said, "No, I'm not interested." Ted, listen, oh. people people have said and done worse, and, and they have been brought back. Don't don't ever think it's impossible. It really is. Yeah. As long right. as wrestling is good and and you yeah. keep those clean, hey, they brought me back, and I said a lot of bad stuff about them. And uh, not, yeah, you know, look at Hulk Hogan and. And people that you know turned on the company, and you know Kevin Nash and the whole um, the click, you know they they came back, and uh, you know it, there's nothing that uh, is not irre- irreparable. You know you you'll be able to eventually they will bring you back, Ken. It's just going to happen. Uh, look look what they did with I heard CM Punk's talking to him now. He sued the company, and boy. Wow. Well, yeah. he, he, he may have been, he, tr- he tried to, but I think he's, uh, finally made his peace with AEW. So, but, yeah, uh, but or, or is he back in AEW? Yeah, they're going to, they're about to announce, uh, after this show, I think that the announcements next week, uh, a second show and, uh, every, everybody's saying he'll be, he'll be the face of that. So more to well, come, more to come there. Hmm. 
Uh, but anyway, Ken, eh, hey, man, uh, listen, uh, when, when we're talking about you being back, I think everybody listening to this would love to see you make another appearance with the WWE. I would love to see you fashion. back in WWE. I really believe it's going to happen, Ken. Yeah. As long as, you, as long as you keep your body in shape and you, you, you're wrestling sharp, they'll bring you back. Yeah. You're, you're too valuable. Too much thank of an you, asset. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Let, let's talk about something a little bit more uh, on the brighter side, if you will, and that is yeah. what was uh, what was the peak for you? Do you think personally, in, in terms of what, what's been your proudest moment in wrestling? I would say that what we just watched, okay. um, uh, winning the Money in the Bank briefcase at WrestleMania, was a cool cool moment. And as I stated earlier, the doing the tribute to the troops and visiting hospitals for wounded warriors and, and, uh, you know, visiting kids and stuff like that. Like that's, I'm so fortunate to have done those things and it's because of the business. That's what got you there. You're right. Yeah. 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 You, uh, you talked about when you started the show about your wrestling school, we were hoping that you could share a little bit more about that on the show, promote it a little bit. And you know, how can interested, you know, people that are looking to get into the business, find it. Yeah, um, yeah, we've been open now since 2016. We took some time off uh, for the pandemic, but I've been training people. We have, uh, you know, 20 some, 25 graduates now. So we've trained hundreds of people, but not everybody graduates because I, I'm very particular. Um, at the end of the day, it's my opinion, right? It's very subjective, but. Uh, these are people who I feel get it, understand it, can be booked by a promoter, any promoter anywhere, and that promoter will will want to have them back. But we train everybody. Like I'll give everybody an opportunity. Um, and I, some people think that that's uh, like I, I shouldn't do that. I'm, I'm allowing too many people to peel back the curtain. But I figure that there are so many. If you love this business there is something that you can do to assist whether it's being a wrestler, being a referee, a manager, becoming a promoter, you know, working backstage, being a writer. And um, so I just try to teach people the art of storytelling and how to do things safely and how to not be a dick. Like my number one, well, my number one rule is safety because it has to be, but my number two rule is don't be a dick. So DBD, but, don't be a dick. Yeah, but you actually are a dick. <laughs> I'm an asshole. That's I'm why he's asshole. trying to teach people the opposite way. Speaking of teaching people, Ken, is it true that you trained Tiffany Stratton? I did. I did. Yeah. For wow. the first six months, he started. Um, there's a couple other people in WWE too. Von Wagner. Okay. He started here. Oh, made it to WWE. Uh, Von Wagner, um, Javier Bernal. Um, trying to think here there's a couple and then in the aew it's dante and darius martin dot darius martin was our first graduate actually at the academy very nice dante martin uh julia hart yes she uh, just wrestled on dynamite yep and and gable gable steveson so gable's been uh, well there you go kurt yep 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 my buddy gable he's uh he's really he's really taking to it you know what he's an athletic son of a gun too (laughs) really is uh and he's one of those guys i remember you know we get up and turn to the left or turn to the right and uh he took his first bump 
and I had told him like, get up this way. And he, he got up the wrong way. And before I even said anything, he just went up oh, and he reversed himself back down and he did it almost perfectly the first time. So <laughs> yeah. he's just like, you know, people will often say that Kurt took the business like nobody they had ever seen before that, that he just got it immediately. And you got not only the athletic side of things, but you got the, the showmanship, the storytelling, the character stuff. And, uh, I really, I really feel like he's, he's on that path. He can, he can do great things. Mm. Yeah. I expect him to, he, he, he had such an incredible career and he's, he, I mean, heck, he's only 22 years old. You know, he's, he's really young. Yeah. He's he's well, very young, but but he's already <laughs> a man. You know, he's very young, but like when I'm talking to him, I don't. It, he seems like you're talking to an old soul, like he's in his thirties. He mature. just gets it. Yeah, very. Well, Ken, man, listen, this was uh, an honor for me to uh, be able to conversate with you and have you on the show. I can't thank you enough for being with us uh, this week. Had a lot of fun watching your matches with Kurt. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Yeah, Ken, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I love you, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with your wrestling school and the rest of your career. I love you too, man. I love you too, and thank you for having me on. Could I just uh, make one more plug for the school? Whatever you want. If, if anybody would like to be a pro wrestler um, and you live in this area in the Twin Cities, um, you can text me at 507 722 two, seven, seven, six. That comes right to my phone. You'll talk to me or my wife. Um, and we'll be set up. And also like, I want to help people get set up. So even if you don't live in the twin cities area, if you're in California or you're in New York, I know of some good schools out there. I would rather have you, I'd rather point you in the right direction to go to one of those schools and get trained the right way. So give me a text. I love it. I love it. Ken Anderson, thank you so much for being with us on the Kurt Angle Show. Kurt, thank you what, so a first, much. what a first guest for 2023, bud. He was awesome, man. We had, we have a winner. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you, Ken. Have a great day, man. Love you, brother. Love you, man. Love you, too. All right. Thanks. Take care. Kurt, there you go, man. Ken Anderson, what'd you think? Oh, he's incredible. I, I, he's not just a great wrestler. He's very articulate, very clever, very smart, uh, cunning, uh, I really love him. I, 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 I've always gotten along with him. And, uh, he, like he said, he, he's never had an attitude or, or, a, he did have a chip on his shoulder when he left the WWE. And I understand cause I yeah. had that too, but I'm pretty humble as an individual, as a human being. Uh, I like to think I am. <laughs> <laughs> when you say but, that, that sounds really humble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, I know I, you are Kurt. Ken is the same way. And I yeah. love this. Yeah. He, uh, just working with him, like bringing him on the show, you know, all the background emails and conversations and texts that have to happen. You could just tell you're dealing with a good guy all around. Yeah. He was prepared. He, yeah. you know, he, he didn't give you any problems. He just a great guy. For you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is. A good guy. Well, listen, speaking of great, I don't know how great this is going to sound to you, Kurt, but next week it's judgment day, 2005. When you're put in that infamous storyline with Booker okay. T and Charmel, isn't that great? The worst storyline I've ever been a part of. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of fun with that one. Get out of that one. 
We are going to have a lot of fun. I might even do my Vince impersonation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, listen, guys, we're going to have some fun with that one. It's our most one of our most requested topics and one of Kurt's least favorite topics. So you know I'm going to have a good time with that. But this was a great show. By the way, I want to remind you, this is a perfect opportunity for all of Kurt's past top impact moments, just like the ones we watched. If you sign up at impactwrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up with code Kurt, I mean, those are easy letters to remember. That's K-U-R-T. Kurt, you've been spelling that on paper since you were four years old. You will uh, do us a big favor um, in terms of signing up with Impact. So go ahead, impactwrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up with code Kurt. And you get to watch where Kurt predominantly spent his professional wrestling career. Right, Kurt? Yes, TNA, 11 years. There you WWE go. was nine. There you go. So listen, if your business targets 25 to 54 year old men, you can also advertise with us. That's who our demographic is uh, right here on the Kurt Angle Show. Uh, we've done ads for multiple businesses and companies, and uh, we have a super targeted audience. So listen, go to advertisewithangle.com right now. You'll find out more about how you can advertise right here on the Kurt Angle Show and hear your Olympic hero Talk about your product and service. So check it out, advertisewithangle.com. Uh, also, before we get out of here this week, you know we love it. We're a part of it. It's ad-free shows uh, starting early and ad-free, just $9 a month. And you can enjoy the first week free on us. And uh, check out what everybody's talking about when it comes to ad-free shows. Lots of great wrestling content uh, over there. Uh, we we've put over our boy before, Dom D'Angelo. I'm going to put him over again. He's doing a lot of bonus work over there. He takes care of our show constantly, Kurt. Uh, he's hooking up the YouTube page and, and all kinds of good stuff. But so many others working hard over there on ad-free shows. Check it out. We do live experiences and things of that nature. So make sure you're a part of that growing community. And then follow us on social, uh, our Twitter handles, Instagram. Listen, Instagram, I have so much fun following your Olympic hero. Whether he's going out for dinner at Buca de Peppo and you know having every appetizer and pasta dinner and dessert. I mean, you know, you just had your daughter's communion dinner out there, Kurt. And you, yes, we did. Yes, you took did. this on the tour of your table. And yes, I saw it. And you guys, you, you in particular, you ate like a pig. Okay. I know what you did. All right. You can't hide it. And, uh, man, it looked great. So check him out on social media. Kurt's Instagram is at real Kurt angle. You can check us out at the angle pod, YouTube, like subscribe and turn on those notifications. YouTube.com slash the angle pod. Kurt, we can't get out of here without you rotating that chair and grabbing well, those bag of chicken snacks, brother. Tell us about them. I got chicken snacks and snack smart, crispy protein bites. One's chicken protein. One's organic plant protein. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. There are 11 different flavors. They're all incredible. You absolutely love them. Some of them are Kung Po, Sriracha, uh, Sweet Barbecue. Pizza. Uh, cinnamon Swirl, Cheese Pizza. Buffalo so Wing. Flavors in this <laughs> high protein, <laughs> low carbohydrate. You're absolutely going to love them. Uh, I use this in my diet every day, and it keeps me in great shape. I really love these. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. Cook, uh, Kurt, you want to talk a little bit about cookies and cream? Cause it's still going. Yes. Yes. Project one nutrition. I made a deal with them and I'm, uh, doing their protein. It's called American May American dream cookies and cream protein. You can go to the, my Instagram page. There's a link on my Instagram page, project one nutrition slash Kurt angle. 
you go there and, and you can order the commemorative box, which is a collector's item um, for um, for any fan that wants uh, the box with uh, the, the, the shaker proteins in yeah. it. There's a Kurt Angle shaker, Kurt Angle T-shirt, Kurt Angle stickers, and then the first 500 customers gets a free autograph photo. So go to the um, link on my Instagram page, tap on that. You can order that, or you can go to projectonenutrition.com and order the protein directly from there. And also by the end of June, my protein will be in every GNC in the world. So you might want to look out for that. Uh, it's coming soon. GNC. We all know where the GNCs are. Now, do some of us go to them like we should? Probably not. I'm one of those people. But if you do, you're going to be able to find Kurt Angle's face right there on product. How cool is that, man? I'm stoked for you, dude. Congratulations. Kurt Angle cookies and cream, American dream protein. Wow. It's so good. That's, that's a it. mouthful, but he's got it down pat. You can tell he's been practicing. I love it. Uh, Finally, KurtAngleBrand.com. That's where you're going to find those cameos, those birthday cards, uh, T-shirts, all the other gimmicks that Kurt has for sale. Milk hats. Autograph photos, milk yeah, cartons, yep, whatever whole, he all the wax. whatever he can put his name on, it's out there at KurtAngleBrand.com. <laughs> Go to my website, KurtAngleBrand.com, for the order whatever you want. I'll send it to you. For the Kurt Angle lover in your life, go to <laughs> KurtAngleBrand.com. Buddy, I had a blast, man. Fun, another fun it's week. All right. Well, listen, on behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right here next week when we talk all things. Charmel, Booker T, and Kurt Angle. Judgment Day 2005, right here on The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.